a safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Coming up on our kink panel tonight, we're going to talk about how BDSM can actually create an altered mental state. Plus, we'll address fetish fashion. What if you want to start a fetish wardrobe? Where do you begin and what do you wear for the different roles? So our panel will discuss that. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion at 514-800. Remember, you can always email me as well to laurie at drlaurie.com at any point during the week. So let me answer a, a question on the text from last night that came in really late at the very last second, and I didn't have time, so I'll do it right now. Uh, can we take a ginkgo biloba with antidepressants? I guess we have to consult our doctor. What do doctors know about dr- uh, natural remedies, though? Hashtag confused. Uh, okay, so I looked it up, and uh, you could do the same, but taking ginkgo with uh, uh, like certain antidepressants, so not all antidepressants, fluoxetine, which is the generic name of, uh, let's say, Prozac, for example, uh, also uh, imipramine, which is also the generic name for another medication like tofernil. So those uh, might decrease their effectiveness. So, and also uh, it could, um, it, it might reduce uh, the drug's effect of certain statins. It also can reduce the effects of uh, anti-cholesterol medication like Lipitor. So if your doctor doesn't know, your pharmacist will know. And uh, I, I think it's a, it's a good question to ask and do your research before you take. You know, just because something is said to be natural doesn't mean it's safe uh, to use with other medications. So it's always really important to, uh, to check on that. All right, by email, I got this one. I think I may have Asperger's syndrome. It is hard for me to talk to and befriend women and have meaningful relationships beyond small talk and group projects for school. I've never kissed a girl other than my mother. What do you suggest I do to come out of my shell? So the first thing I would want to do is, uh, why don't we test for uh, Asperger's syndrome or autism spectrum disorder uh, and see if that, in fact, is uh, is what it is. And and by knowing, by having this diagnosis, or under, you get an, a, a better understanding of the your own neurology because it's a neurological. Um, uh, I don't want to call it a disorder, a, di- a, a diversity. In other words, it's it, it's just neurodiverse is the, the term I like to use because I don't look at it as a, a disorder, but a different type of brain. Uh, and unfortunately, in the Asperger brain, there are some parts of it that uh, are uh, that where they're there's more difficulty and the difficulties usually lie in the social uh, connections. And so often Asperger's are uh, somewhat awkward. They have trouble looking at people in the eyes there. They can be quite literal. Um, If you want the, like the extreme of an Asperger, look at the Big Bang Theory's Sheldon. That would be the extreme uh, of an Asperger. So the first thing I would do is get tested or, or at least go see a psychologist who specializes in Asperger's syndrome and see. They will be able to help you as well once they figure out that this is what is going on, but uh, they might be able to help you um, 
figure stuff out, right? So when we, for example, when young kids are diagnosed, there's training that's involved. There's different types of therapies that are involved that are that for to help them uh, navigate the the confusing world of social interactions and emotions and all of that stuff. So if, if that wasn't done when you were a kid, you can still do it as an adult. I know I do it with adults now. Uh, I work with adults who are on on the spectrum and in relationships, so they have their own particular uh, difficulties. The other thing I might suggest is joining a social skills group as well, Um, maybe working with a dating coach. There are also online forums for people who are on the spectrum. There are even dating sites specifically for people who are on the spectrum as well, the autism spectrum. So those are some of the things that you um, you might want to explore. Uh, Dear Dr. Lori, I've been dating a man for a year now. I love him. We have a lot in common, and he is easygoing and very sensitive to the needs of others. The only concern I have is regarding his depression, When his episodes come to the surface, he experiences a lack of energy, sexual desire, and self-appreciation. What can I do to help him through this? Should I be concerned? Well, of course, it it is concerning. Uh, You're describing now the the lack of energy, low sexual desire, self-deprecation, or or, uh, low self-worth. All of these things are symptoms of the depression. So being a, a supportive partner, understanding what depression is and that it's not something you just you know, get over simply because uh, you're told to, you know, pull up your socks, uh, everything's great, uh, you have nothing to be depressed about. It, it is an illness, and it's, uh, it's a chemical things going on in, in the brain. Um, so there's, you know, issues with neuro, neurotransmitters and such. So I would encourage him to uh, seek help for sure. Um, I would um, go get your own support, uh, like going to Ami Quebec, for example. Ami Quebec is an organization that helps uh, family members of uh, people who are uh, who have a, a mental illness. So I think you would find a lot of support there. So a lot of knowledge, support that would be really important. Uh, can you explain why or what particular aspects pertaining to Sheldon actually denotes he has Asperger's? Well, uh, there are lots of things. Uh, the rigidity, the uh, inability to, um, like, difficulty with change or uh, needing a lot of predictability, the uh, not really picking up on social cues, uh, let's see, what else is Sheldon about? He doesn't get uh, jokes, um, usually doesn't get sarcasm, um, follows a lot of rules, to like social rules, and like follows rules instead of instinctively knows what to do. Like, you know, one of the things is when he knows the rule that if somebody's upset, you offer them a, a hot beverage, for example. So instinctively, he doesn't know how to comfort or how to deal with those emotions, but he is given the rule, so he follows, uh, he follows the rule. Um, you can see it in, in his relationship. Of course, he's an exaggerated uh, version. I just want to make that, uh, make that very clear, um, but a lot of similarities with Asperger's, even though you never actually um, 
quite see it, but and the brilliance, the brilliant mind as well, the logical thinker, uh, all of that uh, kind of points to it. Coming up with our kinky panel, we are going to discuss the altered state of mind that happens often in practitioners of BDSM and kink and what we, the, the non-fetish people, can actually learn from that. Uh, we'll also look at fetish fashion as well. And if you want to start a, a wardrobe, a fetish wardrobe, we'll tell you how, or at least the panel will tell you how. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Does being kinky create an altered mental state? A new uh, research shows that, yes, people in the BDSM community do talk about being transported into what's called a state of flow, but uh, these researchers at Northern Illinois University actually wanted to find out. And this state of flow or flow state is usually familiar to pro athletes, to musicians, to people who lose themselves in certain activities that they are really good at. So, of course, a great topic to uh, start off the night with our fetish, or not our fetish, but our kink panel. Uh, Dane Stewart, he's an advocate for the human pup community and founder of Talking Dog Productions, is uh, here. Hello. Uh, we have Pierre and Catherine, our, who are BDSM practitioners and founders of BDSMcircle.com. Hey. hey. We have Gary Major, who is a kinkster, longtime kinkster, and fan of body modification. You can find him at uh, Mr. Bear and a, a fashion boutique, a fetish fashion boutique. So he'll be able to t- to you know, really weigh in on the fetish in the fetish scene. Yeah, yeah I hope so. Okay. I think so. I or or so. I'll get fired. One of the other. <laughs> oh, it's all <laughs> well, on the line. Let's hope it's not. It's all on the line tonight. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> all right. So I, I do want to talk about this. Um, let me just share a little bit how they did this uh, this study. But uh, so the what the researchers did is they. Um, they recruited couples who practiced BDSM from across the sexuality uh, spectrum. So some were polyamorous, some were uh, in long-term relationships, some were simply friends, uh, and some had like just met. So they were all kinds of different types of relationships. And the researchers randomly assigned a person in, in each pair to the top role, uh, so the person who gives the orders, or the bottom role, the one who follows them. Each engaged in BDSM for as long as they wanted. Most encounters lasted about an hour. While the researchers watched and marked down what sorts of activities were happening, before and after each session, researchers measured their cortisol levels and testosterone while also taking stock of their mood, level of stress, their sense of closeness, and whether or not they were experiencing mental flow. Not sure how... They assess that, but after the encounter, people reported lower stress, better mood, and scored a high level of flow, oh, there you go, on a scale that measures flow state. They say this may be an effective thing for people who otherwise have a hard time getting out of their intellectual head. 
BDSM, because of the intense sensations and potentially because of the restriction of movement, may have the ability to put someone in the here and now in a way that they may find more difficult to achieve through other means. Just wondering what your thoughts were on that. Catherine? Well, I have to say, as I think all of us looked at each other <laughs> when they said they the randomly assigned the top and bottom okay. roles. Okay. That's... That is bizarro because unless everybody was a switch, that's... Mm. That, so, so so let's just start with that. That's not possible, let's say. <laughs> that's, that's very strange to, to me. I don't know... I, I think by the looks, everybody was thinking the same. Were we all on the same page there, guys? Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, that doesn't was... seem so. But except that, all right, you have you certainly have a point, but they did manage to engage in play. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, maybe that was the, they were assigned a role and then assigned parameters inside that role as far as what they could do with each other. And then maybe that's where, I think they were more measuring whether, like, because you were saying that they're measuring cortisol and, 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 and testosterone, testosterone and, levels, yeah. and, and levels like that. So I think it was more of like the sensations that they were experiencing not opposed to who they were already wired to be. Mm-hmm. So maybe okay. that was what it was. It was but, more of a but, test but, of but normal all, people, quote unquote, normal people. Yeah, it could be, but 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 they were BDSM practitioners. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so so just they saying they, they, we they didn't put people into, you know, they didn't take oh, okay. non BDSM people and say, okay, now be, be now do some BDSM. So they were already practitioners, and so this then, is uh, what. Then maybe there were there was a uh, it was a switch maybe they aspect. Were yeah. All switches. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, the whole point of this is. Um, is uh, besides <laughs> picking apart the research, which really that's not what we're here to do. It does sound like fun research. <laughs> yeah. Conduct, like, how do I get on their research team? Yeah. But it's looking at mindfulness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's looking at how, sure. and we talk a lot about mindfulness in, in psychology now and in, in life. We hear a lot about it. Um, but how maybe people in the BDSM community experience pain you know we've often get asked questions like about that that experience of pain but they tune they tune into it they fully feel sensations and they translate it into pleasure so Mm -hmm. but you can't do that unless you're in the zone i guess so i'm not a bdsm practitioner so i don't know about that zone i know about that zone in other areas of life but Mm -hmm. maybe you can share with us what like what do you know about this do you call it something else i don't know well, I mean, uh, personally, uh, like I, I've experienced it on different le- different levels. I'm heavily tattooed, so I've gone into like four and five hour tattoo sessions, and usually you have to get into some sort of headspace in order to pass a, a point of being able to sit for something like that. But also, like- uh, yes, I, and can I just say, like, I never got into a zone like that. <laughs> a 15 minute tattoo nearly killed me. Like I was dying. Yes, of but pain. you've also given birth, and I could never do that. So yeah, that was pretty horrific know, so too. They're, 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 but <laughs> there, there is still that same. This, the body has ways of dealing with certain things, uh-huh. but in in BDSM we we call it our headspaces, and we it, everyone has a headspace in some sense. And the headspace, you know, can be a puppy headspace like Dane would experience, or a sub headspace like I would experience, or a dom headspace like they would experience. So, so you call it a headspace, dom headspace, headspace sub headspace, yeah, usually, okay. yeah, and it, it's basically a way to connect to either dealing with the pain of the experience or dealing with. Uh, getting in or the role or the role of what you're you're getting into uh and and that's that that's usually the way i deal with it is going into my headspace so that the pain isn't pain like normal people would experience it Mm -hmm. but but it's really a body space not necessarily a headspace no it's a headspace Mm. no because it's psychological you have to psychologically connect yourself into 
no longer looking at it like the reality of it, but looking oh. at it the way that okay. you know or you you want to experience it in the moment. It. That yeah. you so okay, so you're you're in your body in the moment mm -hmm. without analyzing in mm -hmm. your head that this is painful kind Correct. of thing. Yeah. Different value. Okay. Um, we assign names to our sub to actually help them to go to that headspace. For instance, we, instead of calling mm -hmm. them their real name, when we call them their sub name, mm -hmm. it's for, for them to change their mind to get into that comfortable space that they like. It's like an actor going into his role. And this is where we actually talk about the role play. Right. It's role play, but it's not at the same time because often this is something they need. And we help them to ease uh, themselves into that role by using simply a tool like calling them their, their and name. And rituals. Rituals. Like, okay. um, you know, when when you, you say, you know, come here, kneel, the, the collar on, it's a whole now now you're on that now you're we're we're on mm -hmm. if if that the makes play any has sense. begun mm -hmm. well yes like but action that, <laughs> but it's also those dynamics have have begun that won't I mean you can't be formal dom sub every waking minute if you're around somebody for very long right I mean there's kind of got to be on and off times mm -hmm. and and you can key a, a sub or key the dom like you know. When I walk into her dungeon, it's it's like, you know, one of my friends said that to me. I, I went <laughs> in for something, and it's my vanilla friend. And I went in to get, I think it was duct tape or something. But anyways, um, and she goes, you stand straighter. You walk in that room, and it's like you, you, you stand straighter. Right. Mm -hmm. You... Your your posture, but it's and it's part of the the headspace, the subspace, the dom space, the 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 whole ambiance of it. Mm -hmm. Dane, how do you explain it in in the pup play and pup community? Yeah, well, it is definitely this sort of altered state of of mind. It, you're you're being really present. You're being really mindful and. Uh, a lot of puppies use a similar form of like trigger to get them into that headspace. A lot of pups use uh, a sort of a mask or a hood that okay. goes over your head right. and has sort of uh, resembles the shape of a of a dog's face. I know you can get those at Mr. Bear. You can get those at Mr. Bear. <laughs> I've seen them there. Yes. Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> uh, but, and soon kitty masks. <laughs> but those hoods for a lot of people, they're they're symbolic, so they help them, you know, access that part of their identity. But they also uh, a lot of them also dampen your your ears so you're ah. you're changing your sensory input okay um, and i think that's a really useful way for people to access this sort of altered hmm. altered state so this is actually a good segue for us to talk about fetish fashion because they, it obviously has se several uses absolutely right and so we can talk about that and if you want to know more about fetish fashion which is really mainstream these days mm. i have to say you see it all over the place uh, we'll talk more with our uh, our King panel, fetish fashion, and creating your very first fetish wardrobe. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Ever wonder what kinky people wear? what the fashion is <laughs> that's a funny question maybe to ask but why not i, I want to know don't you want to know dane pierre Catherine, and gary in studio all kingsters they can certainly share with me but before we get to that i have a question from one of our listeners uh 
would be okay does uh does there exist leather or latex fetishists who are female from my very extensive experience i would suspect that it is very rare Catherine, you would be able to answer that absolutely aren't you one i love yeah <laughs> well i love leather I, I love leather i love the smell of leather i like the feel of leather i just yeah for sure i like to wear leather i also like pvc Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like rubber mm -hmm. on on me. I like I so, love it on other people. Now I that don't it's like fashion, it on me. now that we're at the fashion, can we? Can you talk about latex, PVC, and and uh, what's the other one that you don't? Like? And rubber. rubber. What's it? Yes. And, and rubber. What are the differences between those three? Okay. Well, first of all, rubber, it gets really hot, and you get sweaty inside, and it's kind of like slippery. Okay. And I don't like that. Okay. PVC, on the other hand, um. Is, is like shiny and stuff. It still moves with you. You see the body and all of that. But it's it's like it's wet on you, but you're not like swimming and slippery inside. Yeah, it's it's more of a material based. Like, yeah. So yeah. It, it's it, as okay. opposed to latex, which is 100%. Latex and rubber are basically the same thing. Okay, There's not exactly. really a difference between the two. Latex okay. is probably more the, the technical term, whereas rubber is what everyone calls it. Okay. Um, it's sort of like condom to rubber. You right, know what I'm right, condom right, or right, rubber. right, right, right. Um, and with PVC, it's a it's a material made. It's not it's not uh, um, it's not a natural fiber like a natural so product. So it's a which rubber stretchy. Is. It's it's a kind of a stretchy. It's like a spandex. It's like spandex. It's like a spandex. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's similar too, but it still it still has like uh, PVC still has like a uh, it's like polyurethane coating. So it still has oh, uh, it has that shine. It still has that shine, and it still has that uh, body heat holding. Mm -hmm. So like like rubber and leather do that kind of hold the heat in. So it still can get you really warm, but it's not as bad as say rubber would be, where you are constantly sweating inside of it. Okay, and leather breathable. Oh, leather breathable. is extremely breathable because it's a natural fiber. Like, well, it's natural product. So, so in in fetish wear, you would be you you would find stuff in all of those all different of and uh, plus other. Like, there's also neoprene, which is also a rubber, but it's more of a, a like neoprene is what like a wetsuit would be made out of. Okay, so it's a little bit more. It has the hold of leather, but it has the stretch and the feel of rubber. Um, but yeah, and there's many, many other different materials as well. But Lycra those are the most is very popular, popular too. Yeah, Lycra, Lycra okay, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, you know, women wear a lot of leggings that mm -hmm. are made with spandex and Lycra and, yeah. and things like that. So actually, George asks, more curious question would be, what do kinky people wear under their clothes during the regular day? You just wear boxers, briefs, right? I yeah. mean, do you really wear anything differently under your clothes? Sometimes I, I, a, a little cage. Well, do yeah. you? It depends on okay. the month. <laughs> depends on the month. Depends on the month. <laughs> oh, tell us, but what do you mean a little cage? Uh, well, some some people enjoy uh, the control, uh, exerting their control over their sub by having their sub wear a chastity cage of sorts. Absolutely. Okay. Um, during the day, you'll, you, you during might the, wear that. And it's particularly hot. To, to have someone wear like I will wear it during the day for like a week at a time. You mean hot arousing, not hot, yeah. hot heat. It's okay. a little, yeah. It can be a little bit sweaty as well. <laughs> but also, but also just uh, like like wearing like uh, oh I, I can't say that word. Uh, 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 wearing certain like uh, like sexy lingerie, like a woman wearing sexy lingerie okay. under has that like oh I'm feeling sexier about myself. Uh, like myself, I wear jock straps a lot, and it's that okay. that feeling of the fact that you're not actually wearing full underwear. Uh, so it's, like, areas get so it's cold. like your thong yeah. area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then also a lot of us, some like just wear, like right now I'm just wearing boxers. There's nothing <laughs> kinky about me in this moment. So. Okay. Catherine, as a woman, what, what do you wear underneath your everyday clothes? <laughs> 
Well, that all it all depends on if I'm leaving the house or not. Oh, where you're going? Okay. Yeah. So Well, to go um, to work, let's say. Well, I work at home. Oh so, <laughs> that's right. So uh Sorry you know. So, you know, just usual underwear. Just underwear. Just regular panties. I do like to try and match though, I admit. Oh, pan- oh panties <laughs> but, and bra. But thing. no, okay. nothing that so exciting. Nothing... One of okay. the things is is with subs, especially with um with a, a, su- a male sub that you're going to feminize, that you'll have them go to work in like panties or um, a silkier material. And that in itself can be its own fetish because of the, um, you know, like the satiny feel and, mm-hmm. uh, and that. And um, so that, that might be what the, uh, the texture was getting at uh, because that is a kink for, for a lot of uh, men and, and I to do, wear yes. like something that's Some female... Frilly. Undergarment. I, I mm-hmm. know that. I've mm-hmm. had yeah. uh, mm-hmm. clients sure. who, who say that they feel better when they're wearing a bit of female clothing under and their clothes. there are, um, I, I've seen uh, lesbians mm-hmm. that will wear men's underwear, mm-hmm. what is traditionally men's underwear. And um, again, it's it's like they like the feel of like the men's jockeys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a, often a preference, not a... But not it's, a, a, well, it's also, not a it, part of a kink necessarily. It could also it, well, well, it, it could, could be part not, of the yeah, kink. It, it, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's part of their kink, more part of their person or their their um, envisioning of themselves mm-hmm. as well too. It's yeah. like you have that thing underneath that you can still be, you know, uh, appearing woman to the outside world, but in the inside you're feeling more the masculine exactly. or male figure that you feel inside. So if we look at fashion for, let's say, Dane, you you represent the the pup community and we've talked a lot about on the air what what that is and you talked about masks is that a big thing in the pup world that you wear masks oh yes a lot of (laughs) a lot a lot a lot of people wear these masks uh when they're doing pup play um and i mentioned before that the masks allow some people to get into the headspace of it Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. but for a lot of people they also provide this sense of anonymity Mm -hmm. you put the mask on nobody can see your face people don't really know who you are and it can be freeing in a sense it can allow you to uh more freely explore uh this kink and, Mm -hmm. and play with others uh, however, my caveat is that the mask is 100% not necessary to do pup play. Okay. In fact, I would say that there's no gear that is necessary for pup play. Mm-hmm. It's all about uh, it's all about the play. It's all about the, the exchange of energy between yourself and whoever you're playing with. Okay. And the gear can be really useful. It can be really supplementary. Um, but it is that. It's supplementary. Uh, okay. So it's not vital to it. So coming up, we'll talk about uh, how to create a, a- a kink wardrobe or a fetish wardrobe, but also what does a dominant, a dominatrix, let's say, wear? What are, what are the usual clothings and what do subs wear? This is Passion on CJD 800. to finish the uh, the lyrics there and why we're we playing this song. Come on, who has a good voice? Oh, that's not me. 
hurts so good, right? It's a lot of what we've been talking Sometimes about. Sometimes love doesn't feel like it should, baby. Hurts <laughs> so good. <laughs> we thought it was an appropriate song for this, and so did one of our listeners. So they sent they sent that in. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody is, is doing with We're their head, bopping. bopping their it's been a while since I've listened to John Cougar. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. That's very well played. And thanks to our listener who brought it up because he liked it. Uh, so we're talking about wardrobe, uh, fetish wardrobes and such. So, uh, Catherine, as a dominatrix or a dominant, uh, dominant, what what's the what's the gear? What do okay, you wear? So your basics, if if you're starting, is you need like a corset. Okay. Okay. It doesn't have to be a heavy leather one. It can be like what Dublin's call like a corselet that'll look like a corset. Um, you'd start with that. Okay. You probably you don't want anyone that's that's too tight because if you actually want to be playing and moving around, you need to breathe. You need to breathe, mm-hmm. and you need to be able to bend over and and be able to move. Uh, and um, probably a, a little skirt with it, mm-hmm. depending on. The situation, leather, PVC, uh, latex, then all some, of that. yeah, mm-hmm. then some thigh highs are always good. Boots, uh, well, usually nylons first or okay. stockings, mm-hmm. and then over the knee boots mm-hmm. would be very typical. Very high heels, no? Well, high heels, but if you're actually going to be trying to do a scene, you might want to have where the the sub puts on the boots and then takes off the boots before you're actually. Uh, doing stuff so depending you, so you on don't how you have to walk in them. Well, yeah, because I'm I'm telling you, if you're in the, I I don't know how anybody I've, walks. I've been in those there things. pretty uh, trussed up sometimes with a mm-hmm. you know when I get a real leather corset on and and stuff, and you still want to actually be able to move and. So you that know. would be a basic wardrobe. But that's what, that's like a basic. Right? What about a sub? Does a sub have a specific uh, wardrobe? Sub a female again could wear a corset, something similar, but they'd also have a collar. Typically, a, collar, okay. a, a leather collar or whatever collar. Um, some people will say that uh, female subs should be wearing flats. I kind of disagree. I like them in high heels. Okay. Um, and uh, that's that's your basics. And then you can get into some very um, refined and specific looks where you've got a leather look or... or um, I, I personally like, I, I have like some silver outfits mm-hmm. or you, you might want, you know, to switch it up a bit. I'm interested in what men wear as well. What do men wear? Well, I mean, as a, as a, I mean, a submissive, a submissive male, especially at least a submissive gay male, uh, say the less, the better. Like, uh, it's more about, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, a, it's about exposure. It's about like being, uh, having your dom have access to whatever he or she wants mm-hmm. on your body. So usually with male submissives, like the less is the better, either naked or a jock or a okay. thong or something that's, that's just basically exposing the body. Okay. What about use. Pierre for you? Oh, for me, I like when they wear rope and chains. Okay. You're, that you're, <laughs> your sub wear ro- rope yeah, and chains. Yeah, what about you as a, a dom? Oh, as a dom, I usually wear uh, uh, leather pants. Mm-hmm. I've got Sometimes some ch- chaps. chaps. I've got some uh, actually like, PVC clothing, okay. uh, but yeah, I like my chaps because again, access for, mm-hmm, for when I want to parts. be serviced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well said. Uh, I'm curious at Mr. Bear, which is a fetish uh, uh, boutique. 
What's the biggest sellers? Um, well, I mean, we're, we we sell a lot of fashion, but our, our biggest sellers are our pop hoods. Okay. Um, we sell... Uh, You're we, known for that, right? We are. We are kind okay. of, well, because we, we make everything in the store. Um, oh, you make everything there? Everything in the store, except for a couple of accessories and things like that right. that we get from other suppliers. But 95% of everything we carry in the I store is actually that. made in the store. Mm-hmm. So we designed uh, a hood, uh, like a full pop hood, uh, that it, it was customizable, easier and cheaper than other hoods that are on the market. And we've hmm. also created a, uh, a canine hood that is not on the market anywhere else. No one else has created this look that's more open uh, head, that's more just a, a muzzle attached to straps. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So it allows that that pop feel without having the full enclosure if it's not something that's comfortable for right. you. Um, so that that's our biggest sellers is our, our pop gear and things like that, uh, as well as, you know, leather harnesses and, and our neoprene line as well, because we're the only company in, in Canada that makes and provides neoprene. So oh. it's another thing that we can offer and, and, well, which, and customize. What kind of clothing? What kind of Well, neoprene? again, it, it harnesses, okay. jocks, uh, the, the basics, basically. Uh, okay. uh, things Because we find a, a lot of times, too, uh, in our store, it's a lot of starter people, a lot of people coming in for their first harness oh. or their first vest okay. or their first this or for the... So so it, it, if they want to get more in depth, they usually go to the, the companies that that uh, specialize in more customizable gear where we're still starting out. We've only been open a year and a half. So we're still trying to provide the basics for most people right. and uh, then work into customizable right. later. Another store in the village, too, that sells a lot of uh, uh, fetish gear is uh, Priap. Priap and Armada are as well are the okay. two other uh, the fetish gear stores. Yeah, we're the only ones that have uh, that are um, made on site uh, and, 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 and can claim all of our gear is made in store. Right. Support Canadian companies. Canadian made. Canadian, <laughs> Canadian bread, made. Yeah. Exactly. Last words, Catherine. Most of, of my Dom friends or female Dom friends for male submissives, they like them dressed a little differently than uh, perhaps in the gay community mm-hmm. where it would basically be um, a black thong, uh, black pants, leather or material and a black uh, T-shirt or button up. Uh, so dressed, be, not undressed. Yes, that that would be the typical, and then and then of course later you would undress them, right? But that would be or to, or right. more like a serving boy with a little bow tie and stuff like that. Okay, wow, great. All right, mm-hmm. learned a lot tonight. We always learn something on our <laughs> uh, kink night. Uh, so if people want to get in touch with you, uh, Gary. Well, they can always come visit me at Mr. Bear. I'm there five days a week, so and you can't what, miss me. Mr. Bear has a website? <laughs> Mr. Yes, mrbear.com, and that's Mr. without an E. Uh, okay. And uh, we're also on Instagram and, and on all the uh, the social medias. This is Mr. Graham at Mr. Bear MTL. Wonderful. And uh, Pierre and Catherine, BDSMcircle.com. BDSM Wonderful. And Dane Stewart. Uh, every gay hookup app and also <laughs> my artist website <laughs> is talkingdogproductions.ca every gay <laughs> okay that's a good one <laughs> are you there full name or should we take a picture of you post it people will know <laughs> <laughs> I mean just text in and, and we'll see that's right uh, thank you guys so much for being here always fun always a pleasure thanks to Aaron Lakoff our technical producer tonight if you want to connect with me on social media you could do that at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com. Don't forget, you can always list, pick up our podcast of past shows on the website as well. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion. <laughs>